0: This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, presented by McConnell Automotive, on Sports Radio 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the WNSP app. The Dew Sweepers is also brought to you by the Taylor Martino Rowan Law Firm, Stokely Garden Express, Taco Mama, and Strixon Cleveland Golf. Now, stepping up to the tee, here's Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Dew Sweepers. Once again, I'm your host, Tony Ruggiero, as I am each and every week here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. <clears throat> and like we've been doing for the last months, uh, we're, we're showing, taking you on this show as we do each and every week, where our goal is to help you play better golf, help you have a better understanding of the game, give you an inside look behind the scenes, kind of inside the ropes, look of what's really going on and also just give you access to the people you need to play better golf. Okay. And we're going to do that again as we go and we sit down and we're going to introduce you once again to our tour coach podcast, my good friend and the producer of this show. Clint also produces the Dew sweepers and he does such a great job and, um, you know it's really really worth a listen you're gonna i think you're gonna really like nick clearwater and i sit down and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about what he's found uh, he's the director of instruction for golf tech they got i mean i probably should know this but they've got like a zillion uh stores uh, if, if you will but instruction and fitting centers across the country and he's the director of instruction and Nick and I've been friends and and uh he does such a good job. He's been on the podcast before, but he's very knowledgeable. He teaches some tour players. But uh, the biggest thing that I'm always impressed with is the research that he does and the and the uh, technology that they have access to and the research that they do to kind of find out what regular you know where are regular golfers or recreational golfers, where are they missing? What are they missing? What are they not doing? right? And I think you're going to like this approach. I think you're going to like this sit down and this talk that Nick and I have and kind of go behind some of their research, uh, kind of behind the cause of why some of you who maybe are 80 shooters or 90 shooters or 100 shooters, why you haven't gotten better. So really interesting talk with Nick Clearwater from Golf Tech. So from our tour coach podcast so make sure you uh i think you're gonna really really enjoy it but before we get into that as i do each and every week i I tell all of you like look i hope none of you ever need an attorney nobody ever listened to the do sweepers or the tour coach needs an attorney i hope not but like realistically in this uh you know in the society that we're in and the litigious society we're in you could pull up your phone and I mean, everybody's suing everybody, right? There's a reasonable chance you're going to need an attorney. And when you do, you want it just like if you were trying, you know, if you're trying to find out more about golf instruction, I mean, you'd come to the dew sweepers or you would, you would pull up the tour coach or, you know, you would go to pro work on YouTube, whatever it is, uh, to find out what's going on and what you need. And, and so it's the same. If you're in South Alabama, if you're in Mobile, Alabama, if you're in the sound of my voice, you want to go to Taylor Martino and our boy Ed Rowan. Uh, Taylor Martino and Rowan is the place. Uh, I mean, they are the law firm. Why are they law f- the law firm? Why am I telling you if you need representation to go to them? I'm telling you to go to them because, one, they have the most resources. And just like when you walk into Dew Sweepers, if you book a lesson with me or you book a lesson with Morgan Hale, you like, hey. I mean, I know they've got the force plates. You know, I know they've got all the fitness stuff. I know they've got all the video equipment. I know they've got all the launch monitors. Well, Taylor Martino and Ed Rowan have uh, – they've got the most resources. They've got the best experts, and they've also had the most success, just like the Dew Sweepers have had the most success. Morgan Hale and I and Jackson Court over in Jacksonville, we've had the most success making people better, unquestionably, of anybody in Alabama. Taylor, Martino, and Rowan have had the most success winning cases, getting people what they deserve than any attorney, any law firm in Alabama. So Taylor, Martino, and Rowan, if you need a lawyer, please do me a favor. Just please pick up the phone, call them 433-3131. That's 251-433-3131. You won't be disappointed. In fact, as I was, you know, sometimes as I'm, you know, preparing to, you know, come on the radio, prepare these segments, Sometimes, like I'll, you know, go on the website. And the thing I always liked is that astounded me is the fact that you can just live chat with somebody from Taylor, Martino, and Rowan. So go, you know, check them out online, Taylor, Martino, and Rowan, or go 251 433 3131. They're huge supporters of the Dew Sweepers. But more importantly, they'd be a great attorney for you and help you get what you deserve and what you're entitled to. Um, also want to give a big shout out to stokely's midtown garden center right there at the loop on government they've got everything you need to make your yard look like augusta or wherever it is i was i played monterey peninsula club this past week and uh stunning as always beautiful but look the flowers and the look and all that i could make my yard look like that if i just called blaine stokely went down to stokely's midtown garden center he'd fix me up so get your yard get your back porch uh it's about that time football people will be grilling out and sitting on the back porches and everybody get your yard uh, get everything uh looking like monterey peninsula club and go to Stokely's midtown garden center they're big sponsors of the show uh gonna bring up uh, first of all we got to give a big congratulations out here um lucas glover long time friend of mine i was fortunate enough to teach him for over five five and a half years we had a good run nice success but just a great guy, great human being, um, back-to-back wins, and he's on one heck of a heater. We are pulling for him. That uh, that long putter that he's got, I believe it's an AR golf putter. Uh, man, it's something. He is on a heater. Congrat- congratulations to LG, Lucas Glover. We're all pulling for him. Uh, really cool to see somebody that we've been so close with. He's been on the podcast and on the radio before. Super good dude. Um, it's time to now go to the on Cleveland golf tip of the week and this comes from some work that you know i use this all the time but i thought heck this would be great for a bunch of do sweepers out there and look i had a i had a young player i came out the family brought me out to california this week out at monterey peninsula club and then uh then at their home golf course to do some work with this youngster and look the young guy had a hard time controlling his golf ball right golf swing that looked really good on film you filmed it and you looked at it you go, hey, and you watch it full speed. like hey man this guy's pretty dang good right mm-hmm. uh why didn't why didn't he score better well he didn't have very good control of his path and his face right and there's a lot of you out there that if you look at your golf swing you're like hey it's pretty good hit some real good shots but hit some real bad shots and i think a lot of that is because you you hit shots and you make golf swings but you don't necessarily understand the relationship between the path of the club and the club face and how to control the golf ball and and i'm look it's super easy to come in our building use a quad use a track man use a bushnell launch pro and get feedback but like you can do it way easier way less expensive And, and and uh you'll see you'll see some of this stuff up on our youtube channel but all you have to do is get yourself aligned i like to use a rope the target line tee a ball up on it and then about 10-15 paces out in front of that uh, rope directly in line with the target between the golf ball and the target you put another stick just straight up and down in the ground so you got an intermediate target and what you do is you work on the first thing you try to do is you try to start the ball over that stick can i start the ball over that stick then can i get to control the curve if i want it to curve left Can I get the face to close and curve left? Can I get the ball to curve right? Then can I get the ball to start to the left of the stick and curve to the right? Then can I get the ball to start to the right of the stick and curve left? And if I can stand there and I can go slow and I can hit different shots where I start it right, curve it left, start it left, curve it right, little by little slower, then add size, then add speed, then I'm learning to control the club face. And I'm learning to match that club face with the path to hit the desired shot I want. And look, we can make it real complicated. We can make it real scientific, right? But it's nothing more than that. And so regardless of what your golf swing is, regardless of how you practice, if you'll take my advice and start slow and do that, you've got a really dang good chance of practicing and learning to develop a shot that you can repeat under pressure, repeat if you're playing in the big game out at the Country Club of Mobile or wherever it is, I mean, down at Lakewood with Neil and the folks down there, you've got a chance to learn to hit a repeatable shot. So try that. Set up with the rope. You see it all the time on our YouTube stuff. Put a tee in there, put the ball on the rope. Directly between that rope, about 10, 15 yards, between that rope and the target on the target line, put a stick straight up and down, one of those aiming sticks, and learn to start the ball over it. Then learn to start it right and curve it left, left and curve it right, and then learn to control the curve. Match that face to with the path and learn to control your golf ball. That, my friends, is the Shrickson Cleveland Golf tip of the week. And then want to remind everybody everything you need to know about instruction. Uh, is available for you at DewSweepersgolf.com. We're rolling out all of our fall winter retreats, which are available down at old Palm golf club. Uh, we got lots of information out there. We just rolled out our elite development program for a select eight people. So there's lots of info out there. And then I really want to ask each of you to go take the time, go to our YouTube channel. All you got to do is go on YouTube, type in the do sweepers type in pro work. Uh, tony rogero whatever it is check out our youtube there's always content every day we're up to like 150 thousand views every month we're getting thousands of views a day it's fantastic and we're putting content out every day that helps you the golfer play better golf so check out our youtube channel the Dew Sweepers on YouTube. Make sure you check out the latest episode of Pro Work that came out last week with Erica Shepard from Duke, just starting her pro career, which is Colby, myself, Jackson's in it. Um, you know, some really cool stuff. Doctor Greg Carton's in it as well. So check out Pro Work on our YouTube channel. Uh, just type in Pro Work. Go to YouTube and just type in Pro Work. Watch. Uh, watch uh, the latest episode with Erica. I think you're going to see some big stuff from YouTube, uh, from the Dew Sweepers and from our Pro Work coming soon. Have some great talks going on with a major uh, major player in the golf business about uh, picking it up and, and helping putting it out there. So very excited about that. So check out Pro Work on YouTube. Check out our social channels and all the content we're putting out at the Dew Sweeper on Instagram. Check out Morgan Hale Performance. She's always putting stuff out with her students Great stuff there. I'm Tony Ruggiero. We're going to be right back as we go uh, into the tour coach with Nick Clearwater and we discuss the science that shows what all of the golfers out there that aren't playing well don't do in relation to what good players do. I think you'll like it. I'm Tony Ruggiero. We'll be
0: right back with more help for your golfers. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Deuce Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero.
1: Hi, I'm Tony Ruggiero, and you're listening to Nick Clearwater and myself here as part of the Tour Coach Podcast on the Deuce Sweepers Golf Show. Uh, We're going to sit down, and we're talking about what do good players do versus what recreational players don't do that make them better uh from his science and his research and the stuff he's done with golf tech he's a fantastic teacher it's a fantastic conversation that will help your golf game uh one of the good guys in the golf instruction business and he's also in charge of our fantasy football league which Man, I'll tell you what, I took an ass kicking last year in that. But I'm I'm yeah, vowing to come accurate. back I'm vowing to come back stronger this year. I learned last year not to draft the whole Saints team, which I to see as a ticket holder. That was probably not the smartest decision I've ever made. But uh Nick Clearwater, golf magazine top hundred teacher, golf digest top fifty instructor, and one of the all around good dudes. He's also the head of everything at Golf Tech Instruction. Uh Nick, what's up, bud?
2: Thanks, man. No, it was fun kicking your ass in fantasy football Thank and you. everybody else's because I usually win that every year anyway.
1: I'm I'm drafting a, a strategy yeah. this year. I'm involving my 15 year old. <laughs> Alvin
2: Kamara, round one.
0: <laughs> no,
1: no, I'm not because he's suspended.
2: <laughs> Alvin Kamara, round one. You'll be fine.
1: So look, if anybody's yeah. listening to this podcast this week and you've got some fantasy football suggestions for me against Nick Clearwater, DM me dm me i need guidance i finished i didn't finish last though because
2: i won the consolation yeah that's right that's right and that's going to pay off handsomely for you this year i'm sure oh Derek oh. carr round one no i'm not doing it
1: although i do think he's going to be better than what we had well that's probably sure all right yeah we
2: should talk about some golf okay, okay let's
1: talk golf although fantasy football has been fun and i'm looking forward to it uh, look tons going on uh Tons going on that you guys have. Uh, uh, pretty cool watching the growth. Uh, I was actually near one of your locations down there in Jupiter the other day, or not Jupiter, Palm Beach Gardens, dri- driving uh, near there. Uh, you guys had a lot of growth. Ta- I'm o- I'm always amazed uh, at how two things. One how hot golf still is right now. I mean, I'm traveling all over business is crazy, which is a good problem, but sometimes you scratch your head and you're like, what the hell? And then the other though, is how the heck do you get all these instructors at golf track tech trained? And what can other teachers and what can other golfers learn from the process you figured out to help train these guys?
2: Yeah, well, a lot of that keeps me up at night because there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of detail that goes into it. But we've got uh, uh, appreciate the kind words as always, too. So we've got 250 golf tech locations all over the world. Uh, about 200 of them are in the U.S. With that, we have 1,200 coaches that are going to teach about 1.8 million golf lessons. Uh, this is the busiest month. Um, of the year for them in august and they are rocking and rolling because as you mentioned golf is hot and and it is unbelievable how hot it still is Mm -hmm. um so yeah we are we're super busy the coaches are very slammed with uh with just all the responsibilities of being a professional golf coach you still have to answer the phone still have to book your students so that they you know they're going to come in again you need to have the interaction and all the interpersonal uh, relationship building with all of your students. And meanwhile, at golf tech centers, there's people walking through the door. The phone is ringing all the time. So we're trying to get um, at our headquarters here. We're trying to always make it as easy as we can for the coaches and help them out with everything that can make their day easier. And I'd say if there's one thing that really describes my job, my job is essentially to try to make every coach's job easier and the way I can contribute to that is help them find the right answer to the question or be prepared for a scenario that's going to happen throughout the day that uh, they when it happens they already know what to do so they're not fishing for an answer how do you how do you find the answers to what what
1: do you do cuz i think this applies you know i think that if i was a golfer right if i was a, a student i always tell folks like i'd want to go to people that have the answers Right, you know, because yeah, I think—don't you think—that one thing that's frustrated a lot of people, and that where people would—I mean, how many times do you have somebody say, "I don't, you know, I don't like take lessons," because I mean, I've taken them and they never helped me, right? Yeah, all the
2: time, that have, right, all the time. So, yeah, and and so, so, we'll so like, do how it. do
1: you, how do you, how are we going to convince the public that like your instructors and folks like you and me now have answers?
2: Yeah. So, um, great point, great question. It's always that consumer confidence that you're trying to boost, and we're always doing the best we can with content to help consumers feel good about, you know, just golfers that are going to come in and take lessons so they know what the experience is going to feel like. It's going to feel warm and welcoming, but they have a coach that this is all they do. They just teach golf. They just fit students for golf clubs. That's all they do. They're not country club pros who are teaching golf as a hobby, and I don't mean mm-hmm. that as, no. in a bad way. It's just that's it's just what the, it you is. You have to wear too many hats uh, when you're working golf course style or, or driving range anything like that. Uh, so the way that we do that is we arm them with how to teach golf. 96% of people walk into us and say that they slice. Well, we've got to have a pretty simple template to help anybody who slices close the face to the path and hit draws. We spend a ton of time talking about that. And then you have uh, the small 4% that suddenly turns into closer to 50% uh, <laughs> that hit draws very quickly. And then we, uh, the secondary education is how do you take people over the face too close to the path their swing directions too far to the right and straighten that out. Then we have to do all of that. Uh, I mean, that's like the, uh, that's the nuance of teaching is how do you change swing directions, angle of attack, and dynamic loft so you have a spin loft that's appropriate and make people swing faster. All the little details still kind of sum up with which way do you curve the ball, and then how do you how do you reduce that or not, and then can you hit the ground in the in a usable spot where you can hit an iron? So we give the basic education of how that works. The way that we give the basic education is that that's the the detail that uh, that every golf teacher needs to know. That is really really hard to find. So we measure every single person's swing that's ever walked into any golf deck. We have millions and millions of swings recorded. We also have uh, through a massive investment in our technology, some very cool technology that allows us to take tour players and measure their swings. Now we do a lot of that with our friends at gears. Mm -hmm. um, And I've got a Vicon system here at the office as well. So we comp our optical motion system. We've got two cameras that run in every single lesson, but we can also take any video feed anywhere ever that's ever been recorded and measure swings in 3d uh, using our proprietary systems for that. Throughout all that, you can start to study. Now the how does that work? Hold on. Let's that game? I think do sweepers. I think people listen this would like
1: to know this. Yeah, tell how does this work? I I haven't seen the system. I I, oh, okay. I I know you I know you talked a little bit about it the one time I we were I think at Pinehurst. Uh, talk a little bit about it cuz that's obviously there's tons of 3D stuff right out coming out right now, right? We yeah. I mean you we talk for hours on that. Um yeah. and and I think and and I then I want to go Like, how do you educate people? Because I one of the things that's my concern, and I'm not talking about you and your people, but like I see a bunch of people with these phones that do 3D stuff, filming people, putting them in it. I mean, they got no clue what they're even looking at and they're trying to help people. Exactly. Right? So I mean, we're not wrong on that, right?
2: <laughs> no, no. I mean, it is so hard to learn how to teach golf, which is kind yeah. of what your question is. So I skipped over our, our optical motion system real quick to try to get to a different answer, but backing up to that. So uh, we have, I mean, we spend a lot of money on R&D so that we can have the best tools for our coaches to teach better golf. And that shortens the runway to uh, offer onboarding so you can get better at it faster, which keeps Coaches coach retention high and student retention high because they're getting better information at appropriate times from a professional coach. I mean, all of it makes sense that you'd spend money on your product. That's what gives us such a big advantage over um, like every golf instructor. When you're just one person, you can only spend, I mean, how much money do you want to spend in R&D to try to use a camera to accurately track someone's movement in 3D down to a centimeter mm-hmm. or uh, three degrees on every single video frame? You would love to have that, but you can't it's, afford that because of the amount of money that takes.
1: Well, it's, that it's, it's, only ins-
2: exists
1: to us. yeah, I mean, I look, I was, I was telling a young instructor the other day, and I think this is one of the, like why I would tell a young instructor starting out to go to a place like golf tech with you, because look in my studio, I mean, I got like a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff. I mean, and I've been doing it a long time. You mm-hmm. and I've known each other a long time. Like. Meant like to do the stuff I got to do. I got to have it. Like I'm not saying it's fun to pay the note or to pay the bills, right? But like you got to. But like how many folks that are getting into
2: what you and I do can afford to take all that stuff on? Yeah, you can't. That's where we're trying to offer that to people who are just starting out teaching golf or someone who's taught forever. We got some tech that you can't find anywhere else. So the tech I'm specifically describing that makes teaching golf easier is uh, the the way that we we coach right now we've got a side they're down the line camera taking the side view images of a golf swing you got a front view camera the both cameras are synced as, and we shoot those at either 120 frames per second or 240 depends on what we want to do it for we have the lighting synced to the cameras uh, the cameras then uh, the two different views of video run through a proprietary key point solution which then allows us to basically put dots on joint segments and a lot of people have seen uh, key pointing. It's the, the foundation of posed estimation and getting accurate data from, from just images. So we no longer use sensors or um, uh, wires at all. It's purely driven by video. COVID obviously made that something that was a, a huge, important piece for us. So we spent a lot of development time on how can we make these cameras work. So we take these two different camera views, perfectly synced, we key point them so that now you've got 2D key points from two different views of a swing. We've got uh, three PhD biomechanists that uh, essentially their whole job is think of like uh, um, Sasha McKenzie, Dr. Kwan, people who are somewhat infamous in golf biomechanics. We have three people with similar backgrounds or or sometimes I'm biased to say they might even have better backgrounds of measuring things Mm -hmm. um, in different sports that move fast, only because that's their background, Uh, that they've written software on top of that. Using biomechanics analysis to make accurate 3D measurements out of these two 2D videos. That software then holds up to the scrutiny of, we've taught about 7 million golf lessons on it, and the data is accurate, reliable, repeatable in a host of different environments, because not every golf tech looks and feels exactly the same, regardless of what people wear, regardless of the size that the person is, and we get good data out of that. We've gone much further than that as well, where we can do um, a pretty good analysis on a single camera, but I don't think that product, which was your question of there are coaches out there using a phone Mm -hmm. measuring in 3D and they don't know what to do with it, that product isn't good yet. Right. I don't think that's the way to use that data. I agree with that.
1: I'm Tony Ruggiero, and you've been listening to myself and Nick Clearwater here on The Tour Coach. We'll be right back. With more help for your golf game,
0: this is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show live on one oh five point five FM and WNSP.com. Keep it in the fairway with Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero.
1: This is Tony Ruggiero, and you're listening to myself and Nick Clearwater on the tour coach and all of the research and the science that he does at Golf Tech and how it can help your game. Finding out what good players do versus what recreational players don't do. It's all great info, and it can help your game. So sit down, listen to the Tour Coach, which is available wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all of those venues. So if you like what you hear, make sure you check out the Tour Coach on our podcast as well as Pro Work on our YouTube channel. Listen up, you're going to play better golf. Michael Neff's been on the on the Tour Coach here yeah, with me, and we yeah. talked and we talked about that. I think you know I think that people have to be careful about using stuff that's not and selling it as truth. Or whatever you want to say, you know, when it when it may not be one hundred percent accurate, and I, that's why you sure. know, I respect all the info, info that you get. I mean, one thing, I mean, we have obviously different teaching styles and so forth, but like, man, you you know your stuff. You guys work your butt off to make sure it's accurate. I mean, I think that, uh, and and I think that, like you were talking about, all the expense that goes into it that you guys have, right? That's different than an app. And then portraying it is that it's 100% accurate,
2: you know? Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. The The secret really up until now, I say up until now because we've, we've made some pretty good headway with some new tech. To have good 3D data, you need two cameras minimum to give you the ability to create a 3D key point that actually is really accurate. That's okay. very challenging to do out of one camera. Now, Our, our single camera product uh, that we've been using the tech behind that is getting good where I'm thinking our single camera may not be that much different than our dual camera measurements right now, but we're still working on that. It's the uh, the productization of the technology is the, the interesting part. Right now, the only 3D systems that I've really seen are, are very uh, descriptive. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of data thrown up. You can see every single frame of video or an avatar or, or a robot or whatever it is. That part has a little sizzle and cool to it, coolness to it. But seeing all this data in of itself is not a product that's super usable, which I think is really the, mm-hmm. uh, the crux of your question. What do you do with that? Well, do <laughs> yeah. need the education behind it. So all the apps that measure in 3D currently seem far too descriptive to me. They're not prescriptive in nature. And that's where I think we have um, opportunities still in the whole single-camera 3D world. The way that we use data then is, is – uh, kind of back to your very first question of what what it what is my job what do i try to do how do i try to help people get the right answer so when you can measure um swings good players bad players every player in 3d from two camera views then you can start to measure um, patterns of motion but Mm -hmm. also very clearly say at uh, when your lead arms parallel to the ground the backswing the average tour player that you see on tv has their hips turned 36 degrees doesn't mean they all do but through measuring and through analysis of hundreds or thousands of videos we know that that's a that is the average of all of them averages are a really good place to start when you're building a foundational model of how to teach especially if you're using like tour players Mm -hmm. that enables you to then say well on average 36 degrees of hip turn at this point in the swing probably leads to some really nice shots. It doesn't mean you're, you're going to even hit the ball in some ways. You could still miss the ball. But that's how the best players in the game move on average. And then from there, you can get away from averages and move into one-and-a-half standard deviations or one standard deviation of, of all those data points. But that's what we do then is create a model swing from many different points in the swing and many different measurements of the swing the, the rotational measurements people know, like the side bend and the forward and backward bending that you do at your pelvis and your thorax or any joint really, uh, but also the amount that you turn. So there's the rotational numbers, but then you've got some translational measurements, which are helpful, which is the sway, lift, and thrust. So we've got an entire uh, mini model swing built for how you would move yourself around and be a really competent, skilled golfer that had the basic mechanics of a, of a tour-like swing. So if you're following me there, we basically create a PGA tour average of how you can move around. We train all the coaches to memorize and understand um, all of those tour average locations. And really, we ask coaches to know about 72 to 100 numbers. Then we teach them how the patterns of motion move. Then we teach them how to problem solve when someone walks in and doesn't hit tour-like shots, but wants to hit tour-like shots which way to move themselves around to not not get them to be like the PGA Tour mm-hmm. average, but use their body in a different way, which changes their swing direction or their face-to-path or their the, the club at speed they're able to use.
1: Let's talk so
2: – go ahead. All of it is built around – yeah, so all of this is built around data. It is not my opinion. If I didn't work for Golf Tech and didn't do this for a living anymore, um, the next person that came in would have no choice other than to just look at the data and teach golf in basically the same way that I do. And that's uh that way it's not golf tech. Isn't me. It's not any other teacher. It's purely data driven based on facts and how people move and problem solving within a
1: model. So, so let's talk about some of the, the movement patterns and, and the things that you found. I think that folks will sure. love hearing this. So, you, you talked about let's talk about and let's let's talk about turn. Everybody in the world knows I'm a big pivot teacher, so it'll be easy to uh, okay. let's t- like. So when you put a tour player up there, uh, you talked about hip turn. What do you, what do you find? What are the two or three or four areas like when you talk about a tour player's golf swing versus let's say like a like a five handicap, then a fifteen handicap, and then like a 20 something handicapper? Are there things that you that you see that, like, you know, tendencies or commonalities between those levels that's different, uh, you know, different compared to the tour player?
2: Sure. So uh, you can do a pretty good correlation to skill based on how people move. Mm-hmm. by move, I kind of mean the the gross larger segments. So how you move your shoulders, how you move your pelvis, and specifically in the, the 3D pieces, the turning, tilting, the um, forward-backward bend. Uh, the pattern of motion that most people use that when they're playing well matches what a tour player does. Maybe not the degree or right. how much or how little someone does, but they if they're supposed to be turning closed, they're not turning open. The worse you get at golf, the more likely you are to have the pattern backwards mm-hmm. or not moving in the right direction. So. Uh, hip turn, shoulder turn, those are pretty easy for people to, to mm-hmm. understand. The average tour player on TV stands over a ball and he has his shoulders turned eight degrees open relative to his target on average. Then when the shaft's parallel to the ground, that's 42 close. There's 50 degrees of shoulder turn from address until the shaft's parallel to the ground. Not nearly enough teachers understand how much that is or how early that is in the swing. And sometimes you see some faux models that really don't make any sense where... People are trying to turn less than that. That's the start of sort of the slicing. Then when your lead arms parallel to the ground, 77 degrees of shoulder turn all the way up to your average tour player hitting a seven iron, turning 88 degrees at the top of the swing. So where I see most people go wrong in your scenario of five handicaps, 15s, and 25s, they're turning themselves closed, but they're not doing it nearly enough early enough mm-hmm. just in taking that one metric. Now, how do you figure that out if you're on your own and you're looking at uh, a single-camera um, 3D pose estimation model that doesn't have a model in there for you to follow. You have to kind of make up your own. That's mm-hmm. not good. I just <laughs> rattled off the averages. That's what it. That's where I'd start. That's why we start that way. So that's why it becomes so hard to teach golf. There aren't enough models out there that are built around data and actual facts so that you can learn how to teach golf. So then you might walk up and down this range of people using um, uh, apps to measure in 3d or even sensors, whatever it is. And, uh, you, you'll find a disparity between what coaches think is important, which I probably know because I'm looking at 100 numbers and depending on the person in front of me, I'll know a good place to start. Um, and then, uh, their models will all be different of what they think tour players do, because where do you find that information? You really can't all this teaching golf is so hard because it has to be a hobby for people really hard to find good influences so it's incredibly hard to find real measurements of how people play golf and any kind of scale you might be able to find it in a one-off biomechanics lab or you trip across a model swing that you somehow can measure in 3d but you can't measure every player in 3d it's just really complicated and it's hard We try Mm -hmm. to shorten that learning curve for coaches by giving them a model swing based on data letting them measure swings all day long thousands of thousands of tries every single year and uh they get good at it because that's the kind of culture that we're we're trying to build
1: i'm tony ruggiero and you've been listening to myself and nick clearwater here on the tour coach we'll be right back with more help for your golf game
0: Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Deuce Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host,
1: Tony Ruggiero. This is Tony Ruggiero, and you're listening to myself and Nick Clearwater on the tour coach and all of the research and the science that he does at Golf Tech and how it can help your game, finding out what good players do versus what recreational players don't do. It's all great info, and it can help your game. So sit down, listen to The Tour Coach, which is available wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all of those venues. So if you like what you hear, make sure you check out The Tour Coach on our podcast as well as Pro Work on our YouTube channel. Listen up. You're going to play better golf. I've always said that like when people operate, like uh, when one teacher just uses their models, right? Like the people they see. Even if it's gears info, like their people, they teach that on put on gears, or their people they teach in the you know on swing cat whatever it is like that. That's prejudice because like if you put all of mine on there, like mm-hmm. there would be some commonalities because like I teach every one of those damn people, yeah, right? Right, right, right. But but like the thing, thing that interests me with what you you've done like is so you've got this vast like you got these stores all over the damn place and you got all these people coming in. Uh, and then you've had tour players come in all different – that work with different people and all that. Like, So to me, that's more representative of what an average is versus if we just took the average off of everybody on the gears that went to see one guy in the middle of Texas or something, right? Like yeah, this, exactly. It, do you agree with that?
2: Yeah, totally. Um, so I might teach – I don't know, I've taught uh, maybe not 100 tour players, but a lot of two, different tour players, and they all – You kind of give them the the information they need at that point to play better. You're not trying to make them all swing the same. If I taught them all for 100 years, they might all look exactly the same or really, really close. You'd have small discernible differences. So, yes, you can get some bias in your model if you're just going to measure your own players. If they're all really good, though, then you'd have a pretty functional model or something about how they're moving around and playing golf makes them good at it. But, yes, I'm just taking hundreds of tour players, whether they've been captured on gears, whether I have video that I can run through our uh, very sophisticated dual camera analysis or single camera analysis, and we're using all those players. So they're not necessarily, and rarely are they people that I've ever taught before that create our model swings. Then yes, we, we know from our students, uh, we've got hundreds of thousands of them that are going to walk into to golf Tech this year. We know what they shoot, where they hit a ball, and then we have all of their 3D data. So it's very easy to see patterns of people who shoot in the 90s versus 80s versus 70s versus our tour average model. All that just makes for great study of golf and it, uh, all that info you can get as a golf tech coach. So, so what you
1: gave us uh, – I like the stuff about most people don't realize how much you have to turn how early. I like the early part in there because, I, you know, obviously yeah. in my teaching I'm big. I like to get the trunk turning and – and 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 winding the body going back and and Fantastic. and it's amazing yep. how many people when you do that are like well hell I, I got to turn that much like you know when you get in and moving wait what yeah. no way I move you got to move that much right
2: yeah golfers don't really know what well they don't know what to do they mm-hmm. don't know what they do and they don't know how to do it. Right, right. That's right. Why they come to you for help, those three things. Some of them think they know one they or don't. two or all of those answers, but they don't because it's not something you can just learn from watching YouTube or listen to Brandel Chamblee babble on Golf Channel about nothing. <laughs> you have to, like, really study this thing. I thought you might like that. I love but that. Yeah, In particular, <laughs> I mean, how many students do you meet that say, I can't turn my shoulders 90 degrees at the top of the swing? It's a probably a pretty massive number over the years. You've mm-hmm. taught golf; have mm-hmm. said that to you. I've never met anyone that I couldn't teach to do that. Correct. Absolute zero, zero
1: people. And I think and our job as coaches is to not like just assume they can't do it and find some yeah. cheap way around right. it. Like, let's coach them and develop them to do it. Yeah, and there are different schools of thought there for sure, but I.
2: I think if you're, yeah, we're
1: right honest, on right. this one. We're right on this one. Come on, I mean, <laughs> well, come on. I
2: agree. That's, that's we what aren't do selling. We aren't
1: selling seminars here. It's okay. Come no, on, we're trying to help.
2: No. you. yeah, and I don't ever sell seminar anyway. But uh, <laughs> uh, the, the whole idea. I'm of getting. I'm pissed. We're pissing everybody off enough. today. It's okay. Hey, I like it. Uh, the whole idea of you're not flexible enough to follow the basic movements of what a someone on TV would be doing on Sunday is a total farce. It's a total lie that people uh, have been able to tell. People can do most of that pretty well with just a good model of how to do it. They may not be able to do it fast enough to compete with John Rahm. They might not be able to hit the ball like Rory McIlroy does, even with the three iron off the ground but they can move around in the same type yeah. of pattern. But and, and, Everyone and, can
1: do that. And if they really want to get better, Nick, right? Like this is what – like yeah. you know, I obviously do a lot with Colby Touye and Aaron McConley and Morgan – like fitness experts, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. like I agree. Like most of them can do small versions, slow versions of that movement. Yeah. And then yeah, if they really want to get better – and,
2: right.
1: and if they really want to get better, we can give them exercises and drills that will help them learn to do it bigger – and faster.
2: Exactly. I like your style. If you believe that your golf swing is derived from a motor program that's in your brain, you have to teach your brain how to move around. You can't teach your brain how to move around if you don't know exactly what the movements are, when they happen, how much they happen, and how they happen. And I think that's how the whole craze of people aren't flexible enough yeah. or fit enough to play golf Um got started was the basic movements of the swing weren't well defined categorized or explained Mm -hmm. so then even coaches and coaches or players neither one of them understood that well enough and still to the same degree i rarely meet coaches that come in to um to learn from us we hire a couple hundred every year uh the one of the first questions this ever asked have you ever used 3d to teach golf the answer is almost always no No. because it's still hard to find so then the you're just left with, well, I can't seem to get this to work. So it must be that they're not, there's got to be another reason. You have to uh, rationalize why someone can't do it, especially if you think you're a good teacher. And that's typically where there's been a, a, a scapegoat. It's always on the person's body is messed up and it might be to some degree, but it's mainly in the speed and the, the coordination of movements that is a little bit harder for people to get relative to, John Rahm and Rory McIlroy. Right, you guys see, have the, the basic moves. They do them fast. They do them the same way every time. They do every the, the 5,000 other things you need to do right to be a PGA Tour player. But your ninety shooter that uh, stands at a desk or works <laughs> all day long, they can do similar things. They just have to be taught how to do them.
1: Love that. Now, look, before I let you go, so you gave us a great backswing nugget. I love the backswing. Give yeah. Give us a nugget of what. On the way through, on the forward swing or the through swing, what do tour players do? And then, what about your five, your fifteen, you know, your five, your ten, your fifteen, and twenty-five handicappers?
2: Okay, so you could start with the sagittal plane of motion. So think of if you're standing straight up and down, and you bend yourself forward or backward. That that movement just a forward bend, backward bend. And if you think of that in two different ways, two different locations, you have your thoracic spine where your shoulders are essentially. Um, and then you've got your pelvis, just to start with that. On the downswing, um, most people don't realize how much you're moving around in that uh, sagittal plane, that forward backward bend. So from the top of the swing until the uh, your lead arm is parallel to the ground, on the downswing, you're bending your hips forward and you do that from about six degrees at the top of the swing, and you bend your hips forward two more degrees until your lead arm's parallel to the ground. By the time the shaft's parallel to the ground, you've bent your hips back seven degrees relative to where they just were. At impact, you bend back five degrees more. Then when your right arm's parallel to the ground, you're bent back five degrees more, and you basically keep that the same. So there's always a forward and backward motion of golf that's never, ever discussed, and that same pattern exists in your... Uh, your shoulders as well. So at the top of the swing a tour average kind player hitting an iron has bent backward a couple degrees two to five degrees Then they bend forward until the shafts parallel the ground almost in the exact same forward bend They were at a dress so mm-hmm. 40 degrees forward is typically how people's shoulders are aimed towards the ground at address 43 degrees is the tour average when the shafts parallel the ground So you're moving your spine around all the time You're bending yourself forward and backward from the hips and shoulders and then from when the shafts parallel the ground Ben backward nine degrees um, from that point until impact. And then from the point in impact until your right arm's parallel to the ground, you're going to go back 39 more degrees. So I'm not giving the actual numbers, just the patterns of and how much someone is moving. But that that amount of moving around in the sagittal plane is not talked about well enough in any kind of golf book. It's not talked about when, if I ever search for golf instruction, it's, it's pretty rare. But to me, that's the most fundamental and basic Part of golf that people need to get right is how to move yourself around it in that sagittal plane, forward and backward, on the downswing. And almost no one could describe it. Tell me how much to do it, or when it should be changing from forward to backward.
1: I Love it. And I think the big thing there, we you touched on it with backswing, and we, uh, and then before it's, and when you have something and you can show somebody something and you get in, you actually move them. They can't. Yep. They can't. They can't believe how much they have to turn. Yes, right. And and I, all the time, I'll have somebody, you know, set up and have them hit whatever, 50, 60, 70-yard shot, and I stand behind them and I help them turn, like, through the ball, like where you're pulling their hip and their trunk, yep. keeping them in their yep. posture and they're feeling going down and then around. And they are – the two things they always say is, I can't believe how much I had to turn and I can't believe yep. how
2: early you started me going around. Right, right. Yeah, and that's why people play golf like they do. They don't really know what to do, and that's our job as teachers to be able to do that.
1: Yep. You're one of the best at it, Nick. Thanks. Well, first of all, we agreed on everything but Alvin Kamara today. <laughs> okay, take him in the second round. I, I'm I'm thinking second round this year. because He's going to sit out three games. I mean, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I can bench yeah. him. Matt Rudy will trade me for somebody early anyways because he assume I'm going to be at the basement and I'm ready to – I didn't know if that was like a – insult or a compliment when he reached out and said you need to unload these people to me i think you know what that was i know i know what it was i know it was a rudy (laughs) dig but anyways hey thanks one thanks for always uh taking my call and for the friendship and and keep up all the good work you guys are doing it's fun to watch you're great for the game uh you do a hell of a job uh would love to come out and hang out and sit around with you and and go through this some of this stuff sometime but appreciate you sitting
2: in with me Oh, we will. Thanks, man. No, I, uh, it goes, goes both ways. I appreciate all the support.
1: All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, and you've been listening to myself and Nick Clearwater on this episode of The Tour Coach here on the Deuce Sweepers Golf Show. Look, great information to help all of you golfers. If you like what you hear, make sure you go check out The Tour Coach wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts or google play wherever it is you can find more of these conversations and we've got one coming every week for you folks they all come from my travels they all come from my teachings but don't forget to check out the tour coach as well as make sure you go on youtube and take some time and follow pro work we got an another episode out on the work that we we're doing it's inside the ropes behind the scenes of how tour players get better how you can get better and how we work as a team you won't be disappointed i'm tony Ruggiero, the Dew sweepers golf show and the tour coach is going to be back next week with more help for your golf game